You are listening to Here Now Podcast, where we dive deep into faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle, and talk about all the things that you need to be equipped in this journey we call life. I'm your host, Sophia Labano, and this show is here for you to find encouragement in the everyday life that God created for you. Make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Thanks for your support. Now let's get into the show. Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Here Now Podcast. I am so excited to welcome Caroline Stahl onto the show today. Hi, Caroline. Hey, girl. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I love seeing you in action. I know. Thank you. Yeah, so it's been a while since we've known each other, internet friends, but this is the first time we've chatted one-on-one, so I'm super excited to have you on the show to talk about non-toxic living and just all the things. So why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody where you're from, and what you want the audience to know. Yes. Well, I think it's worth pointing out that we first bonded over our mutual love of friends. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, we're both obsessed. <laughs> so we're both friends in real life and fans of the friend, of the TV show Friends. So, okay, well, just to introduce myself, my name is Caroline Stahl. My maiden name was Caroline Ritchie. And I moved recently from New York City to South Carolina by way of Florida. I've moved around a lot lately. But, <laughs> <laughs> but most recently, I've moved back to my hometown state of South Carolina. And I have been doing Young Living for seven years now. I can't believe that. Easy to think about. And I'll tell you all about my journey with Young Living. Yes. So like I said, I'm from South Carolina, got married two years ago to Michael, and we are the proud parents of a tiny multi-poo dog named Minnie Mouse. Oh my gosh. I love it. (laughs) We're not real life parents yet. We're just, we're we're parents in training, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so that's just the very basics. Yes, yes, of course. We'll cover everything else in between there, but that's so funny. And like you said, New York City, like, it's the perfect epitome of being a Friends fan. You know what well, I mean? Well, New York, that, that show actually is sort of what inspired me in part to move there. Yeah. I bought a one-way ticket to New York City when I was 21 years old and because I just wanted to have an adventure. And and that I, I didn't really know what I was going to do when I got there. I mm-hmm. just knew that I wanted to be there. <laughs> so... Yeah, make it up as you go, right? Absolutely. So was it anything like the show at all? Yes. Oh, absolutely. The, the thing that I find the most unrealistic is, you know how they get together with each other in the mornings before yes. work, like at a coffee shop or in each other's apartment? And it's like, who has time yeah, no. to like go to their friend's house for a cup of coffee in the morning? <laughs> no, that's the, that's, yeah. But everything else, I mean, a lot of it felt right on, right that on. That's so yeah. cool. I think I remember like my very first episode. So a year ago, I was like, hi, like my name's Sophia. My favorite show's Friends. So I like, that was the first thing I said on this podcast. But oh, really? that's the first thing I said. When you- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You said introduce yourself. And I, I told you I liked Friends and I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> No, I think it was like last year I was having my birthday party and my graduation party. And you're like, I have a box of decorations just from friends. So let me send it to you. I still have those things all over my room. It's so It's so perfect. But yeah, and that was so that's just a random, random side note. But so New York City, that must have been a dream to live there. Do you miss any part of it from being, you know, kind of a little bit more south at this point? 
you know, the thing I think the, I miss the most about it is just feeling like I was sort of at the epicenter of everything, mm-hmm. like the center of the music world and the art world and the finance world and the theater world and just feeling like I was surrounded by the best of the best of everything and just having so many opportunities right at my fingertips. And But I will tell you, and this can maybe help us transition to our yeah. conversation about Young Living. Yeah. The thing that I, that I miss the least is, you know, the cost of living. And oh, yes. Part of it is just to have a, a normal, keep your head above water sort of existence there, which is actually what prompted me to want to dive into the business side of Young Living. That is awesome. Yeah. So we will definitely talk all about that. So once you got to New York, what was like the first thing that you decided you, to do? Did you get a job? Did you find somewhere to live? Like, how did that all work out for yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. So I grew up doing a whole lot of music and theater. I'm sort of a music theater nerd, you could say, and just kind of did it on an amateur level, obviously, my whole life doing community theater, church production, school productions, and that kind of thing. And when I was right out of college, I did a a play. I had the lead in in a community theater show, and everybody was like, you ought to move to New York, girl. And I was like, well why not? Like, I, was like no, I don't have any, I don't have a job yet. You know, I just, just graduated and I'd always loved and thought about living in New York. So that's why I went up there. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'll try to be an actress or, you know, just, and I was like, all right, I think actresses up there, they all seem to have restaurant jobs. I think I'll try to get one of those. <laughs> like, this is literally how it happens. Went up there. I stayed on a friend's couch for a couple of nights and walked around Midtown applying to work in restaurants and uh, had no idea what I was doing. And the, the catch is they all say, well, you have to have experience at a New York restaurant. And you're like, well, how am I supposed to get experience at a New York restaurant? if you won't give me a job. But I finally <laughs> got a job, you're not going to believe it, at Ruby Tuesday of Times Square. That's it's awesome. Where I got my first job and I met so many amazing friends. In fact, four of my bridesmaids in my wedding two years ago were friends that I met working at Ruby Tuesday in Times Square, just the time of my life. And I didn't have a place to live when I first got that job, but a weekend, you know, I met someone who was like, I need a roommate. And then it just kind of went from there. So I don't that know. is awesome. That's the epitome <laughs> of like Rachel Green, like not really having a job, like one of those job things, right? <laughs> and then that episode where like she cried up all of her credit cards and she's like feels like she's free falling (laughs) I didn't come from like that kind of background or anything but you know that feeling of like oh I'm a I'm a big girl now I'm completely I'm responsible for myself financially you know it's terrifying (laughs) (laughs) we will be making friends references throughout this entire episode Anybody who's listening to this who doesn't watch Friends, but... I know, but it's so worth it. What are you doing? So anyway, so you said you started with Young Living to kind of transition the conversation. You started seven years ago, right? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, 2014. And I was visiting um, my wonderful friend, the Weirs, um, mm. for Easter weekend. And Darlene was telling me, well, she'd been talking about the oils the whole weekend. And mm-hmm. I can tell you a little bit more about that. But yeah. um, at the, towards the end of the weekend, she was like, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid to share, you know, about my oils with my friends and like help people sign up and everything. You know, I'm getting paid for that, right? And I was like, oh, I didn't know. And she went and she was so generous and she showed me her paycheck which I know is sort of, you know, we sort of have all grown up in this culture where you don't really talk about money. You don't really show your friends and family how much money you make. You don't hand your paycheck to someone and say, look at this. Yeah. Because we work in the business that we do, you know, you, you have to share the opportunity with people yeah. because they have to know what's possible. And so she showed me this paycheck 
it was a few thousand dollars at the time and my eyes filled with tears like I, I was just you know and I thought that could pay my rent you know for a few months in New York and if I could pay my rent with this check if I could do Young Living and you know make this kind of income yeah I could use my my real job income <laughs> you know, pay for my life like my yeah. groceries and my you know I was trying to pay off a credit card and I was trying to have fun and travel and see family and buy Christmas presents and you know live yeah because up until that point I guess I should have told you that I was feeling so underwater financially I mean I was living in the most expensive city in the world I was working for a nonprofit. Um, <laughs> I should I should tell you I after I left Ruby Tuesday I went on to work at Carnegie Hall that's um, crazy uh, yeah in the administrative offices there and I loved working there but I was an entry-level employee at a nonprofit. So, yeah yeah um, so it was hard and I was like Really, all I could afford to do in New York was sit on my couch. I really couldn't have afforded to go see a Broadway show or go out to eat with friends or go out to happy hour with coworkers. And so I just felt so, uh, just so strapped. And so anyway, I don't remember where I was going with that. But <laughs> that's how I found out about the business side of yeah. networking. And that was what inspired me to realize that I could have a different life. Yeah. So obviously we both know Darlene. She's the sweetest person. Love her. So did she, so you guys got started together. What was it like to kind of, you know, figure out not only am I making money, but I'm also transforming my life with non-toxic products. Yeah. So it's neat because I found out about the business the same sort of time I found out about the products. A lot of people, you know, they're using the oils for a month, a year, and then they find out. But I sort of found out about both of them at the same time. So it was like, my mind was like, you know, (laughs) so I'll tell you a little bit about how I came to learn about the products and sort Mm -hmm. of grabbed me with that. So it was that very same weekend with Dar. And I started noticing all over her house, like the word thieves was written on everything. (laughs) Like I'm washing my hands in the bathroom. Like, why does the soap say thieves? And I'm like, you know, and and I asked her about it. She was like, oh, it's this essential oils blend. It's got lemon and rosemary and clove and, you know, cinnamon bark and eucalyptus. And I was like, well, that's why it smells so good. And she was explaining, you know, that she had started using essential oil products all over her house to replace sort of standard products that you might buy at a grocery store or Target or Walmart because they were safer. I mean, she had a baby in the house at the time. Mm. And that was what got her started on her non-toxic journey because she had she was pregnant and wanted to be able to, you know, care for her body without introducing a lot of outside substances, right? And so so she was telling me she was like it's and this soap has lemon oil in it too. And then you know, a couple hours later, I look over and she's got this diffuser going in the corner. And I'm like, what is that? Is that a humidifier? And she's like, well, yeah, kind of. And it's got lemon and lavender in there. I'm like, why does it smell like a spa in here? You've got like a, like a spa going in your living room. And I was like, is that the same stuff I was just washing my hands with? Like I was completely <laughs> clueless about it. And then this is what pushed me over the edge. So it was, she was trying to get a price tag off of something for her baby. I think it was like a teething ring or a rattle or something. And she asked her husband, Matt, to go get the lemon oil. And she took one drop. Have I ever told you this story? I don't think so, no. You know, she took one drop of the lemon oil and it took the price tag right off. And I was like, okay, hold on. Is that the same stuff I'm breathing in and the same stuff that I'm washing my hands with? Like, I was just amazed that this, this same product could do all these things. And then it got... Then I got to thinking, I was like, 
well, if it's safe enough for the baby to put her mouth on that rattle after the lemon, you know, mm -hmm. the lemon oil was on there, then that must be really safe for me to breathe and for my hands. And I don't know, it just got me thinking that I've been using these products my whole life without even thinking twice about what was mm -hmm. in them. And just finding out that there was a, another way and finding out that plants were so powerful, it was like, I, so eye-opening to me because I just I wasn't a person that was super into the all-natural world before mm -hmm. and into the plant-based world and so I did a deep dive <laughs> <laughs> for sure no I remember when my mom started to use that and it's probably been about maybe just about five or six years actually maybe it's been longer at this point but yeah. she started to introduce like her little starter kit of oils into <laughs> everything and now it's like second nature like you don't even think twice about like filling the diffusers when guests are coming or like right. you know having the lemon lavender hand soap in the bathroom like it's just <laughs> it's just natural to us and yeah. I think you know the one of one of the coolest things that I remember sharing with early like I guess business builders was like, this is God's creation. Like we're using that and we're using it to keep ourselves healthy. And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook when they're thinking about essential oils or natural products or anything. So, and like what I was going to ask you is like, how did you start to phase things out and reintroduce all these like new natural products into your house? Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting that starter kit was huge, you know, getting that first kit because it comes with it at, back then it came with 10 oils. Now it comes with 12. Oh, um, I know. It's so nice. But just, I really sort of committed to learning what they all could do. And I, w I was just amazed because I felt like just when I could learn, I learned, you know, 10 different uses for lavender. Then I learned about like 10 more. And I was like, what? And <laughs> to start incorporating them into different uses. Like I read frankincense on your cuticles can help make your fingernails grow longer and faster and, you know, stronger. And I'm like, I think I'll try that. And it went. And I was like, oh, peppermint can be put on a cotton ball in the corners of, you know, your air vents to help deter rodents. I'm like, I think I'll try that. And just trying and trying and trying and using them in all kinds of different ways, topically, in the air, aromatically, in diffusers, even, you know, you can even ingest Young Living essential oils because they are 100% your therapeutic grade. Mm -hmm. and so trying to drop a drop of grapefruit oil in my water, I heard was a great kind of dieting hack because mm -hmm. it refresh your appetite, right? The little drop of grapefruit and it's so refreshing and purifying. And I tried that and that worked and it was just, <laughs> and so what these oils became was like the first thing I reached for. And even now, like if I have even the slightest issue with, you know, my body or my health or my family's, you know, or something around the house, I first think, oh, well, I probably have an oil that could help me with this. Right. And so it's just really amazing how that kit pays for itself over and over and over because you realize that pretty soon you start throwing stuff away that you don't really need anymore. <laughs> I remember when we started to phase things out in my house, you know, getting rid of cleaners or, you know, everything can be, you know, repurposed into like just one all purpose cleaner. And like, it's just so cool how so many things can have so many effects on so many different things. And, you know, over the over the years, you know, going through some trauma or emotional things, like how much oils are not just for your physical health, but they can be used for spiritual health, emotional health, like it's just really, really impactful. Yes. And I think as we've gone into the years, just natural 
homeopathic remedies have become so big and it's such a widespread movement. And I'm sure you've noticed the same thing. There's still those doubters out there for sure, but there's so many people that just made such a big impact on their lives. And I mean, yeah, I think I'm sure you probably have millions of testimonies about that too, but I think it's just been so cool to see everybody kind of realize, oh, this has so many uses and I I need to try it. Like I'm missing out on something if I don't, you know what I mean? And now, you know, now when you talk to people, most of them have heard of essential oils now, you know, back when I, seven years ago, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a household Mm -hmm. phrase. Right. But now you kind of see them everywhere because people have caught on to like, this isn't, you know, these are amazing tools. They're tools. But I will say it's intimidating. You get this box of oils in the mail and they're unlike anything you've ever used. Like if you buy something at the drugstore, you turn over and it says instructions, you know, take take this or do this, this many times a day, put, do it, hit it, you know, but with the oils, you're holding up this oil. You're like, what do I do now? You know, and it can be yeah. very, what am I supposed to do with this? And so I will say that if you, if a listener is in that, in that camp, just start trying stuff, just, mm-hmm. you know, or join a Facebook community or, you know, get a book and just, just experiment. And, and it's so much fun to learn, you know, which oil, for example, cedarwood oil works amazing mm. on my feet to help me relax before bed. Yeah. Um, but other people might say that lavender on their chest before bed helps them sleep better. So everybody, every single body is different and it's really fun to kind of almost have like a home science experiment. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have like my whole little bedtime ritual, like Valor, <laughs> lavender, you know, Copiva and everything. And even my sisters have something different. So it's like, wow, I have noticed such a difference in what I'm doing with oils now versus what I didn't do before and just 10 times better in everything. So it's been so, so relaxing and so cool. And everything smells smells like a spa, (laughs) like you said. It's so nice. Oh, my gosh. walks into your house, you're like, oh, it smells so good in here. That's like the number one. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so complicated. It's just so nice to hear that. So how did you start to grow your team? Once you had your starter kit, was it something that right off the bat, you started growing your team and, you know, recruiting people on there? Well, you know, it was a little bit slower for me. I mean, I signed up for, with my kit in May, but, and I, you know, like I said, the business light bulb went off for me immediately, but I didn't actually do take any action on that mm-hmm. for several months because I had some other professional interests that we can talk about. But I was, I was at the time trying to get my real estate license because I thought I wanted to go be a real estate agent. And so I was super focused on that you mm-hmm. know, six months and everything. And then I was like, okay, I'll get, I'll get to that young living thing. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I only wish that I had gotten to it six months earlier because even right. six months makes a huge difference in yeah. long-term success. So I will say if you are listening to this and you are hesitating on jumping in with your young living business, do it now. You will not regret <laughs> it. Start now. So, but one of the things that I think really helped me in the beginning were, were two things. One is Darlene really helped me get started. Mm-hmm. She would she would enroll, you know, some members and she would be able to put them on my team and sort mm-hmm. of help me get started that way. So that was a huge blessing. But one of the things that helped me was I just assumed that everyone on my team who loved their oils also was interested in sharing about them and enrolling their friends and get, maybe dipping their toes into the business. I mean, obviously not everybody's interested in like building an income and like having this be like a huge part of their lives. But I feel like almost everybody who has a great experience with the oils has someone that they would want to refer their friends to. Mm-hmm. Just assuming that everyone wants to do that and just making sure that everyone knows how to do that so that when they inevitably have their grandmother, aunt, coworker, 
you know, sister-in-law, whatever, say, ooh, I didn't, I didn't even get one of those diffusers or, oh, mm -hmm. where can I get peppermint? You know, then you're just like, oh, you can get it with me, you know, and it's, it's a, it's like a referral process. It's not like yeah. you're handing your life over to some terrifying, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you know, it's, it's, it can be very casual and just sort of in, in encouraging that I think has been huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to ask just kind of like a side note, the stigma, I guess, around MLMs and network marketing, what would you like say to that that's different about Young Living? Because I know from a personal experience, you know, it's just it's just not like that at all. Yeah. So it's something that, you know, I think about a lot. And this is where I, I stand with it. Just like with any other job, network marketing is not going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, Obviously, there's a bajillion jobs out there in the world, and I'm probably not going to like most of them. And so a lot of people, they, they sort of say they're going to get started with an MLM or maybe with Young Living, and they either don't like it or maybe they don't put enough effort in because obviously to be successful with something and to be really successful with something, you have to pay a price. Mm -hmm. I mean, people who succeed in the corporate world in quote unquote regular jobs, they work their tails off. They're the first ones in the office. They're the last ones to leave. They are, they make a sacrifice, right? Like they, and that sacrifice takes time and, and they're typically building their success over the courses of months and years and sometimes even decades. And so I think what happens with MLMs is people think that they're buying a lottery ticket, right? Because they mm -hmm. hear that they're, you know, their pastor or their or their old roommate or whatever is hitting it big with this company. So they're like, well, I'm going to do it too. And then they try for like two weeks and then they don't get the foothold. And so they just kind of blame the company, you know, oh, well, mm -hmm. That's an MLM for you and it's all a yeah. big scam and it's a big scheme and and really it's just like it's not for everybody mm -hmm. and not everybody's willing to try as hard as it takes to succeed with it and so rather than saying oh well it wasn't for me they say that's just not a real opportunity and and I, that's why I think that there's a stigma around it but I found that by making a ton of sacrifices, especially at the beginning, I made a lot of sacrifices. I worked my tail off that I was able to succeed. And so I, a lot of the myths and stigma that MLMs have, I don't, I don't buy into them. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's awesome advice. And you know, it always makes me so frustrated when people are just bashing them. It's not a get rich quick scheme. Like you have to be willing to put the work into it. And I've noticed like the months that I haven't, nothing's happened because I haven't put the work into it. And so you're right. It's just like a corporate job. Like you're just, you're just working with people and it doesn't have to be approached in a cold call market scammy yeah. way at all. Like you can genuinely build friendships and relationships with people before sharing the product, not necessarily selling it that's always our tagline <laughs> yes absolutely and I will also say that you know while you and I completely love these products and they are part of our lifestyle and I will never be a person who doesn't use oils like it is this is like permanently forever in yeah my products. and most people who you know love young living you know and get hooked on the products they would agree with me right yeah yeah but I will say that to succeed with Young Living or with any MLM, I don't know that it, you have to be more passionate about these products than any other thing in your whole life. Like, think about think about the last job you had. Mm -hmm. Like, you liked it, 
you chose that job because it interests you or there was a goal at that company that aligned with you or something about that job fit your lifestyle or your talents or your gifts or your interests, right? But like that, it was a job, mm -hmm. right? It was just, I don't mean to say just a job, but it was, it was just a job and, and it produced income for you and it produced purpose for you and it might've produced a social network and all these other positive things, right? So think about, you know, that's also on the table for you with Young Living or with any, you know, with any sort of network marketing job, like it can be a job mm -hmm. and, and if you work it, if you work it like that, you know, you can have other interests too, and you can have other professional pursuits too, and you can love other products too. It's not like you have to eat, sleep, and breathe young living. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we started to do that just from a natural perspective because it's every day we use yeah. the products, but like you don't have to be so immersed in working it that you don't think about anything else, like you said. So that's, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. And I don't want somebody to say, well, I can't do that because I'm not obsessed with essential oils like mm -hmm. you don't have to be to to use them and to talk about them yeah. in your life and talk about the ways you use them that's valuable people want people want to hear about your experiences and you can help a lot of people by sharing you know even if they're mary young the founder of young living or the you know the wife of the founder yeah. of young <laughs> um, he says you can build your entire business on one product if you are if you care about enough. Like Thieves Household Cleaner, mm -hmm. you could just she says you could build your whole um, business on that if you mm -hmm. want. So I just wanted to encourage people that if they feel like, oh, I don't know enough about oils, or you know, I'm not, I didn't do the deep dive on oils. Like that's okay. Just yeah, you know. Exactly. And there's plenty of resources out there, you know, in our groups and just in so many other places that you can learn about them. And it's like yeah. every now and then I'll see something in like my Instagram Explore page, like, oh, somebody else is using Young Living. So it's just a really widespread market that people haven't even tapped into yet because mm -hmm. they just don't know enough about it. So yeah. I wanted to ask, what were your early days like of building your business compared to what you're doing right now? Yeah, so that's a good question. So in the early days, it's been so long. I know. <laughs> I kept a journal and everything. But in the early days, you know, I did a lot of teaching online. I just teaching about my own experiences and the way I use them. And I did a lot of like, you know, talking and I did a lot of using my products in front of my friends. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, it just, those, that just naturally inspires a lot of questions and just not being afraid to answer the questions, right? Because sometimes somebody says like, Oh, like, what, tell me about that oil. And then we're all like, Oh, it's really great. I really like my oil. Like, you know, <laughs> you're, you know, it's, it's, yeah. there's a vulnerability there because you don't want people to feel like you're trying to make them buy something mm -hmm. and you don't want anybody to make fun of you or whatever. And so sometimes it's easier to just be like, I'm just over here in the corner, use my oils, go away. <laughs> <laughs> but just like trying to, trying to be more open and trying to be you know, letting people be curious about it and answering questions as, as, as best as you can and, and asking a lot of questions. I mm -hmm. did a lot of asking questions. Like, I just think that's a huge part of sales and mm -hmm. making sure you listen when people say, well, I'm looking for something to help my child sleep at night. You don't want to be like, oh, well, frankincense is great on the cuticles to help your nails grow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why don't you go let let the conversation go in the direction that that person is going. And usually it ends up back at our starter kit because 
our starter kit does have something for every everyone mm -hmm. thing and it's, it's a great value because it comes with the diffuser and oh my gosh great entryway right and you get to be a member such good value i love it and we'll definitely talk about that but did you ever get to make the break from the corporate world to or yeah. just any job to work full-time on young living and i wanted to add and, and this is sort of a cross between both questions one of the things i did a lot of in the, especially in the early days was because I had a nine to five job, I used every nook and cranny of my day to work on my business. So like, you know, while I'm waiting for my coffee to brew, I answer a question or while I'm on the subway, I'm scheduling something or while I'm on my lunch break, walking around the streets in New York city, picking up my to go back. I'm like reaching out to my team to, you know, and you just, and then I stayed up. I sacrificed a lot of sleep mm -hmm. at the beginning. I would stay up till two in the morning on every night of the week, just, you know, and I didn't, here's the thing. People are like, but what were you doing? But what were you doing specifically? And I'm like, I don't really know. I, don't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I was, I was con connecting. Mm -hmm. because we're in network marketing right and so you have to connect connecting with my people that i've enrolled connecting with the people in my organization that want to build their business connecting with their people and and as your organization grows there's more people to connect with and so mm -hmm. and that gets really overwhelming oh um, yeah and i'm still learning how to do but okay you were asking if i ever made a break from yes yes so my my first big major goal was to be able to pay my rent in New York City with my Young Living check. And that was a $1,000 a month mm -hmm. goal. And I hit that about in about a year. And but then my next big goal took me four years after that, which was to make enough money with Young Living to where I had the option of not having to work my nine to five. Mm -hmm. and, it, and like for four years, I was like, if I could just not have to go to work every day, you know, at the office, then that would be the dream. And eventually I got there the summer, the summer before I got married, like a few months before I got married. Mm -hmm. So it was like crazy how all these things were happening at the same time. My husband graduated from his PhD program. We left New York city. We got married. I left my Carnegie hall job and young living became, you know, my mm -hmm. sole source of income. And it was a lot of change in a very short <laughs> amount of time. I don't recommend that to anyone. <laughs> it's so crazy. And, but it was the most amazing feeling to know mm -hmm. that I was not reliant on a boss and vacation days. And, you know, of course, we had to figure out health insurance plans elsewhere. That was mm -hmm. slightly stressful. But, yeah. you know, not being chained to the cubicle and not being, not spending every day, all day building someone else's dream. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a quote that I read while I was on that journey of trying to get to that goal. And it was something like the definition of crazy is driving in a car you can't afford to a job you don't like to earn enough money to pay in the house that you live in that you never have enough time to actually live in because you're mm. always working. I don't know. That was, I kind of botched it. It's much more eloquent. Than <laughs> I was like, yeah, what are we doing? We're all spinning our wheels and for what? And so I just loved the idea of like getting to create and design my own day and my own life. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't have a ton of experience speaking about this, but I did have a job when I was 16 and 
you know, it was just a weekend job, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I want my weekends, and I did it just so I can make a little extra cash during the summer, but I'm like, I'm working in a dance store for, you know, six hours a day, and I'm making less than minimum wage. Like, it just was not ideal at all, and so I finally started my own Young Living business a little bit ago. Like, I think it was three three years ago at this point, which is crazy, and then I started full-time working on my podcast and my blog and stuff, and that has been a huge explosion and I'm like I never want to go back like I don't want to work anything other than the entrepreneur life which is what I love and that was always a dream of mine and so I'm sure you can speak to that as well but you know being able to go through college at the same time as working a job that you control yourself and we both have that experience of like our audience and our followers are within this young age of like what else do we do now like you know, forget the corporate world. Let's just work on ourselves. So do you find that a lot of your business builders are people that are older or people that are younger? Ooh, yeah, good question. First of all, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank for- you. <laughs> so, so inspirational. And yeah, I do think a lot of people, especially in our generation, are sort of like, we don't have to do that cookie cutter life that our parents yes. had where they worked 40 hours a week for four years, you know, no, thanks. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> I Peace <gotta> out. <laughs> like my husband is the type where he's working on trying to become a professor. And I guarantee you, he's going to be so excited when he gets to become that professor. And he's going to want to do that probably forever and probably would be okay without the variety. But like some personalities like you and I, I like to just always be becoming and creating mm-hmm. and changing and evolving and incorporating new things and collaborating. And it's just, that's, yeah. what, that's what makes life exciting to me. But so... Oh, I forgot the question. (laughs) Yes. Um, Sorry. No, most of the people on my team are older than me. Okay, yeah. And I think that's probably because my upline, like my immediate upline is probably like, I don't know, maybe 15 years older than me. And and then maybe the others are maybe 18 years older than me. And so I think that has something to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... That's cool. Yeah, no, I I always ask some of my friends when I was really, really passionate about it. Not that I'm not now, (laughs) but college has kind of taken my attention away. It's like, how do people, how would you justify, I guess, the excuse or the, I don't know, the statement that I don't have enough money to get started? What would you, how would you help somebody kind of change their mindset around that? Yes. Okay. Well, while we're talking about young living, I will tell you all you need to do to get started is to buy that starter kit. Mm-hmm. And it costs about $160, but what you can do is you can sign up three friends. You could refer three friends that same month that you buy that kit, and Young Living will send you a thank you check a month later for about $150, and it'll pretty much reimburse your entire Yeah. And you're not just handing over 160 bucks. You are getting a starter kit. You're getting a diffuser and 12 oils that you're going to use every day. So, yeah. um, so there's no, like buy-in you don't have to buy inventory you don't there's no quotas there is virtually no you know overhead or Mm -hmm. buy-in to think about but for me I couldn't even I couldn't even afford that at the time $160 no way and so actually I don't know if I should advertise this but (laughs) Charlene helped me buy my first kit Mm -hmm. um you know, because, and, and that's something that she did because we are just so, so close. And she was excited for me to dive in because I wanted to do the business so much. But what I did at the beginning was I I made sure that my growth kept up with, what I'm trying to say, I made sure that my organization was growing enough to where 
my paycheck would cover my monthly order. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was, I would spend about a hundred a month, but I was earning about a hundred a month at the beginning as well. Yeah. I can actually tell you, I have never lost a dollar in Young Living. Never. That's awesome. Yeah. And so real, really with Young Living in particular, you don't have anything to lose. I know there are some other MLMs out there where you have to spend thousands of dollars to get started. Yeah. Don't do those. Don't do no, those. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the coolest thing about Young Living is it's not, you're not signing up to sell when you sign up, you're signing up to use them. Yeah. And if you think, oh, hey, like I maybe want to build this, then you can. And that opportunity is there. Some months you might not want to work on it. So it's just super flexible. And I think that's one of the coolest things, at least for me, that I've seen is it's just no, it's no commitment unless you are making a commitment to do it, if that makes yes. sense. It's an option. It's a perk. Mm -hmm. that you get as being a member you're like oh you could also do this but you don't have to exactly exactly and speaking of perks what have been the coolest perks that you've have done from working with young living oh yeah okay well i've gotten to do lots of cool travel i've won two trips a silver retreat and a gold retreat that's um, awesome the next big one that i hope to win will be a platinum retreat and that will be to ecuador that's so cool um so i haven't gotten there yet but but i've gotten to go on some amazing trips i've the first one was to Salt Lake City, Utah, and the second one was to to where did I go? <laughs> Spokane, Spokane, Washington. Right. But, yeah, and I got to go and like see the farms where because you know Young Living Essential Oils, they they own all of their own farms all over the world, like so many continents, and and you get to go and you get to watch the process of the harvest and the distillation and you learn so much and I've gotten to meet so many amazing people like Sophia and <laughs> I mean we wouldn't know each other if it weren't for young women absolutely I've met so many interesting people then I think the other amazing thing as a byproduct from the business from the income has been just some personal dreams that I've gotten to do that I wouldn't have if it weren't for young living like I've gotten to travel on my own like travel I've gotten to go to friends weddings that I would have had to miss. Mm -hmm. You can't get that kind of stuff back. Yeah, you know, like being able to do, being able to say yes to things, being able to 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 donate to causes that that are worthy, being able to buy gifts for my family for Christmas. Like I know that some of that doesn't sound. I don't know. It's just being able to actually live the life that I imagined and live the life yeah. that I want to have. And right now, Michael and I have some really big financial goals. We're getting ready to wipe out all of our debt, some student loans. Amazing. Um, and we're going to have, we're building up an emergency fund and we're going to start saving up for a house down payment. And I'm telling you that Young Living is making that so much easier. That um, is awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. And one of the things that I've seen become kind of a hot topic this year is kind of diversifying your income. So do you have other income streams in addition to Young Living as well? Yes. yes. And so I do. And one of the things I will say, you asked me if I ever left, you know, was able to leave the mm -hmm. world. And the answer was yes. But I will tell you, because it's been two years now, once that happened, I kind of did not know what to do with myself. I was so used to using my Young Living work into the nooks and crannies. And that was sort of my my mode for like five years, six years. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden when I didn't have to go to work anymore, I like didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> it's been really hard because as an extrovert and as, you know, I, I working from home by myself has not been what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Maybe for others it would be great, but for me it wasn't. So I'm trying to incorporate some, some new work ideas 
And one of those is real estate and home staging. I'm really excited about that. I have some some work, some things in the works with that. I also have started have started working with a, a music agency because you know I I obviously still love music <laughs> part of my life, and so working with a management company that helps create strategy and communications for international music clients. So that's awesome. I got off a Zoom call with some clients in Barcelona, and you oh know, my so, gosh. yeah, and like I also have done some administrative, like executive administrative assistant work for you know some local people, and so what I learned and maybe this will help help you too Sophia is for so long I thought that my doing young living full-time was the destination like the pinnacle like if I could just do that full-time then everything but what I realized is while I do want to do that forever what has been it's rather than being the destination it's been the gateway Mm-hmm. get to do all kinds of things that I wouldn't get to do if I was trapped at a cubicle all day absolutely so getting to pursue interests professionally and personally that. And so I I guess more is more for me. (laughs) Professional pursuits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, you brought up a great point. Like I love working from home, but I don't want it to be my end goal. Like I want to create something now, but I don't want to be stuck in my house all day long. Like I want to actually be able to, like you said, I'm an extrovert. I love talking to people. That's why I have a podcast. And so being able to get out of that, but this job is like the first thing that kind of opened my eyes to something else that's more possible. And so you just have the flexibility now that you didn't have when you were working a nine to five, which is so cool. And obviously you have a lot of things to think for that, <laughs> specifically Young Living. So that's, that's just so awesome. And I love that. So how can you help others who want to make this change or make this break from a nine to five world? Yeah. So I would say figure out what your current salary is. And, or, you know, or if you're working an hourly job, figure out about how much you make in a year and then do the math to figure out about how much that is per month. And then you also want to factor in now, if you are going to, you're going to quit your job and your job offers you things like health insurance or retirement benefits, obviously you want to factor that money in as well because that's so you're doing apples to apples. Right. And then you want to just set a monthly target and say like, when I can build up my external income streams to X, then it will match, you know, mm-hmm. my annual, but then do, a, but then pad it a little bit. More. <laughs> Don't yes. I swear. The Like six months into making that mark, I'm like, I'm quitting my job. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> uh, maybe give it a little bit more. Um, but then you got to go for it. You got to take a leap of faith. Yes, you'll have to figure out some other logistics. Yes, you got to figure out health insurance. You think there's other ways to, you know, to to get that in. But it's going to be scary, and it, you're going to have a lot of people in your life who think you're crazy mm-hmm. and think that you're, you know. But it's like you'll know, you'll know what's right for you. And just also remember that leaving like a desk job and working from home is not. You think like the first day you're like, oh, the first day that my alarm clock doesn't go off and I just get to be in my jammies all day. It's going to feel amazing. It feels amazing for like one day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you're like, what, what am I doing? What am I, what am I doing here? <laughs> and so, and so, and two years later, I'm still trying to learn how to structure my time mm-hmm. and, and not, you know, and try to figure out what I'm doing with myself. So yeah, um, it, it's not always pretty. 
It's no, absolutely. There's some days where I'm just like, I'm in sweatpants and a t shirt. And then the other days, I'm like, no, I'm getting up and getting dressed because if I wasn't working from home, I would have to. And so just kind of like finding other things that are, you know, that you're looking forward to in a day. So it doesn't just feel like you're sitting around sipping tea all day, like you're actually working. You know what I mean? Yes. Structure some things in your day. And that's why I've started adding in other, you know, other professional pursuits because it Mm -hmm. helps break up my time and helps me structure and you you know set up have some regular week maybe you go to a gym this day or a church event this day or you have coffee with or breakfast with this friend this day and just try to create some structure absolutely and so I always love asking this question of my guest is what does a typical day in the life look for you 2020 COVID edition let's just put it that way so that's a million dollar question because I I just moved a couple months ago. So I kind of just feel like I'm still trying to figure out my day and my life. But so this amazing thing I invented, I got this rolly cart. Okay. And I have a shelf for each job. So I have Mm -hmm. like a shelf with all my young living materials, a shelf with my like real estate, home staging, interior design things, a shelf with my music agency things. And, and I keep it in the closet and every morning after I have my coffee, I pull out my little office right here next to me on the kitchen counter and I try to touch each level, right? And try to do a little bit of each, but I need to, I'm working on actually setting some, some scheduling times so mm-hmm. from this to this, I do this. And from this to this, I do that. So I, I don't really know if I have a typical day, but <laughs> I want to have a typical day. Yes. <laughs> but that's actually so cool. No, I, I think that's such a good idea. And I'm like, I'm kind of a mess sometimes. And I preach organization things all the time, but I need to actually like take yeah. them in myself where I'll get up and I'll work for like 10 minutes on this thing. I'm like, nah, I'm bored. I'm going to switch. Like I got to like stay committed. So that's cool. So if you figure that out, let me know because okay. I would love to know. <laughs> the other day I did set a timer on myself. I was like, okay, for the next hour, I'm going to focus on this one task in this one way. And it worked. And just so I would say that if you have trouble with focus and this goes to anyone for anything, just, you know, it's amazing. And like, I got to the end of the hour and I was like, I want to keep going. Like yeah. once you get focused and zone in the zone, right. Then, mm-hmm. then you just time passes so quickly and you're like, Bye. I know. Oh my gosh, that's perfect because that's a perfect segue because time has passed so quickly and I think it's about 45 minutes we've been recording. I know, but the one question I want to ask, well, two questions, is how can people sign up for your team if they want to find out more about Young Living? Yes. Okay, so go find me on Instagram. That's where I'm trying to move more. I'm trying to do more and more on Instagram. Um, My handle is Caroline Lulu. C-A-R-L-I-N-E-Y. L-U-L-U. <laughs> and shoot me a um, DM and I have some links and stuff on there where you can get started with me. Yeah. Um, but you could also get started with Sophia. I know. My mom's like, how are you going to balance that? I was like, well, we're just going to both promote. Like, it's fine. No big deal. I love I it. I all to support Sophia. I mean, <laughs> she's an amazing, amazing businesswoman and friend. And she will be an amazing Young Living coach for you. And she's so knowledgeable on the product. So please go get a kit with Sophia. Thank you. Yeah. So both of our links will be down in the show notes. Okay. No hate, no hate, no choice, no choice or anything. It's exactly. fine. <laughs> We're excited for anybody that wants to jump in with us.
Absolutely. And yes, please message us if you have any questions whatsoever. You always know where to find me on Instagram. And Caroline's links will be down in the show notes below. And I'm so excited that we were able to have this chat. This was so much fun. I can't believe we didn't throw more friends quotes in there. So do you want to have do you want to end with any sort of quote just to have a little fun? Okay, how about since this is probably not our last conversation, we're just going to say we're on a break. (laughs) That's perfect. We were on a break. We were on a break. I love it. That's the perfect one. I'm so glad that we could do this. And for all the friends content, go find Caroline on Instagram. P.S. Her birthday party inspiration pictures were amazing. You have to like, you know, you have to link them somewhere so they can I see them. I put them in like my Instagram stories archive. You really do. Yeah. You really do. Because I need to reference them a lot more than I do. Okay. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited that we have had this chat. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. And I'm I'm, so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. So for more fun content like this, don't forget to follow her on Instagram. And without further ado, I'm going to close out this week's episode of Here Now Podcast. Have a wonderful week. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.